everyone. Welcome to Film Talk, a podcast where two gals talk film, television, and everything in between the reels. I'm your host, Elena Melendez, head of marketing and a critic here at FullCircleCinema.com. And I'm joined today by two lovely co-hosts, um, Josie Melendez, as always. And we have a newcomer, you know, having her, her, her brand new debut on the Full Circle Cinema channel here on YouTube, Ms. Mariana Delgado. Hi, hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to give yourself a, a small introduction since it's your first time on the show? Uh, sure, I will try to make it brief. Uh, I am a film critic with Full Circle. I also do features all around the internet, and I'm here to talk about the tragedy of Macbeth. Macbeth. <laughs> Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely what we're going to be talking about today. Um, depending on what day this weekend this goes up, um, you can watch The Tragedy of Macbeth, which is Joel Cohen's directorial debut, solo directorial debut, I should say, um, going up on Apple TV Plus, starring Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, and a bunch of other just delicious theatrical actors that I forgot to study up on, and I don't remember their names. But it's got Dudley from Harry Potter. That good? That good. That's good. It's good enough for me. <laughs> Fantastic actors. I just don't remember their names. But it's got Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. And that's really all you need Hawkins. to know. Corey Hawkins? Who's that one? Macduff. <laughs> oh, Macduff. The other Mac. Got it. Catherine Hunter as the three witches. I yes. Very true. She was fierce. She really, She really worked it. Just crust. Sure. She really knew how to do, serve crusty in the best I way mean, possible. <laughs> it was like as she was doing circus, crusty, disolay, Shakespeare in a park. Okay, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but in the yeah, best way possible. It it yeah. is honestly perfect. Um, we're just gonna go ahead do a little roundtable with our thoughts on the new film, and you know. We, you can, there's like a little mix of perspectives here. Um, you can tell between the three of us uh, which one isn't the English major and which ones are actually into Shakespeare. Um, but I am an ally of the English major community, obviously, so I'm going to open up the floor. Um, Mariana, since you're new here, would you like to start off with your initial thoughts on the new film? I would love to. Um, I think as, you know, a fan of Shakespeare, huge fan of that man that we know so much and not so much about. Um, I always feel like films that want to define themselves as being just about films kind of don't open up this world that Joel Cohen did in The Tragedy of Macbeth, where you could feel like it was, yes, it was a film, but it was very much a love letter to theater and especially Shakespearean theater not only because of the set and the cinematography and the use of the ratio that he did, it's the fact that he picked actors that live and breathe Shakespeare. I mean, not a lot of people think that Denzel Washington absolutely bodies Shakespeare, but that man, everything that came out of his mouth was so natural, so well-prepared. And then just having him paired up with Francis and just watching two, there's no other way to say it, but actors do their craft I mean that's why I go and watch movies you know not because someone's telling me hey this is my new film it's just about film and it's like no Joel realized theater is the basis or the cradle of film and then television and so on so I think initially those are my whew, huge thoughts on Macbeth 
Yeah, and how about you, Josie? As a member of the English major community, <laughs> I am a big fan of the Shakespeare. I know that sounds basic, but well, we live and breathe it. And I couldn't have asked for a better adaptation of this work because Macbeth is just such an intricate play. It is one of his best for a reason. Um, I love the choices that were made. I love how Joel Cohen handled it. I loved Frances McDormand as Lady Macbeth, especially. She really nailed that monologue that is like the epitome of um, Macbeth without damn spot. <laughs> and just agreeing along the same lines of Mariana, just every actor did such a good job. And just the production design and everything it just feels so magical and intricate and well thought out and again i love how it does explore beyond a theatrical space but it still feels like theater so i just wish i could walk like my main wish oh my god <laughs> would be to walk on that set rebuild it and let me explore please <laughs> Honestly, yeah, the the sheer attention to detail to everything was just even if you're like like me, I'm not like, you know, the biggest, you know, deep web Shakespeare fan. I can appreciate it. I watched The Lion King, super huge fan. Um we get it. But even if you are just a lover of cinema and like Mariana and Josie mentioned, just theater in general, this just the craft of it is really, really something to behold. I think there is something really special here with Tragedy of Macbeth because Joel Cohen and, and the rest of the crew put together something that I think is going to be a staple in in film studies for quite some time for the foreseeable future. I think there is definitely a lot to take away from it. Um, obviously, powerhouse performances. This is a huge, like super well-seasoned cast incredible protagonist and supporting cast as well like you mentioned Catherine Hunter completely just embraces being a crusty witch and just being so <laughs> intimidating she doesn't have to do much like you know on camera she's just there and so incredibly enthralling that from that one first moment that she pops up and I'm like oh <laughs> there's a lot of moments in the movie where I just felt like even though it's kind of a bit more slow going because hello it's Shakespeare it's Macbeth it's a kind of slow going there is like this building tension constantly throughout and Catherine Hunter really just you know everyone everyone does it so well but Catherine Hunter was a really really big standout for me I think she just she brought in almost this like this aspect of horror to it mm -hmm. that I thought was phenomenal and it kept me engaged because, you know, if, if it weren't for that balance, that give and take between those monologues and like this heavy, heavy dialogue that is not in modern English in any way, shape or form, which is not going to be the most appealing to like, a, you know, a general audience, e even if, you know, the general audience, people do know Shakespeare, but obviously not everyone loves like they did. A lot of people didn't read Shakespeare just because they wanted to. <laughs> That's Old that's English the thing. Wasn't a favorite. Old English is yeah. hard to keep your audience engaged with it. Yeah. So what I really appreciated for, uh, that Joel Cohen did was keep everyone engaged visually. So there's a lot of visual storytelling here that I was like, ooh, scrum dibbly. 
This is absolutely <laughs> just scrumptious, delicious cinema. Um, my only critique, honestly, is that, yes, it is also, it's an ode to theater, and it's also an ode to just old movies. Just just mm-hmm. the way that older movies, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s have, were made, and he didn't really bring that much new to it other than modern, you know, modern technology and resources. And of course, you know, his own sprinkle of creative creativity. But he just really tried to be as... He put being faithful to the material over a creative spin, which I think in this case, because Shakespeare has been reproduced so many times, you do have that creative liberty that I think he should have embraced a little bit more. But honestly, other than that, Good shit. That's good. Yeah. That's good shit. I like that. <laughs> I actually do like that it stayed true to the text, um, but they managed to still keep it short because the it could have been longer, and they st- they still kept the essentials and the essence of the play. Yeah, I wish they like my only critique would have been when Macbeth's. Um, insanity started to come in through, you know, because of his guilt for what he did. They leaned, they leaned in very hard with that, but they didn't do as much for Lady Macbeth, and she's mm-hmm. such a huge part of Macbeth himself. That if only Cohen had leaned in on Frances a little bit more and focused visually on her and her insanity, because it pivoted very sharply to Lady Macbeth's mm-hmm. like downfall, and we didn't really have enough build up in that. Yeah. Because you have her, you know, like her need to control and her need to kind of guide Macbeth through what he needs to do in order for them to stay in power. But you don't have enough of her own guilt kind of transpire on screen, which I wish they would have because they started, you know, with the scene by the fountain and then she dies. And then it just felt kind of too short for me. And they stuck by the text, but visually they could have leaned on to Lady Macbeth a little more. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, because um, we got to see that all laid out for Macbeth himself. But I, I feel like Frances McDormand, as incredible as she was, like you said, kind of underutilized, especially in that third act. That third mm-hmm. act felt like she just kind of disappears a little bit into the background, uh, just more than she should have. It, w- it wasn't as meaty as um, Denzel Washington's role there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that aside from that, there was a lot of focus on like the surrounding characters. So like for such a relatively brief film, like it was pretty short. It's like what, an hour and a half at most? Um, so 90 minute flick, Josie Core. <laughs> it it explores a lot, yet it still had time to expand on Lady Macbeth, whereas it utilized that time instead to expand on a million other different characters surrounding <laughs> Macbeth. So, I don't know. It, it was kind of a give and take. I don't know what he was really trying to go for there, if it was trying to, like, expand the Shakespeare universe or something, but... Could it not could have been Shakespeare universe. <laughs> <laughs> could have been, you know, more... How do I say it? More efficiently. It could have been more efficiently done. It could have been more... I think he really focused on the the male experience of mm-hmm. Macbeth more than right. Lady Macbeth. And I think it, it is a personal a personal choice. I mean, Joel Cohen, his entire filmography is about 
men. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really surprise me. Mm-hmm. But it's not, at the same time, Denzel was just so great and so magnetic as he is in every single film. But I feel like he really was doing something he really loved and enjoyed, like something very personal to him. Mm-hmm. That at the same time, I was like, fine. We'll forget Lady Macbeth a little bit this time. <laughs> Just we'll forgive it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. even though she's the original girl boss. <laughs> she does. She gatekeeps gaslights and girl boss all day, every day. Macbeth and is we just male wife. The male wife <laughs> and the original girl boss. Honestly, yeah. quite honestly. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of basically that. I think that's pretty much our thoughts. It's a short movie, guys. It's not, it's genuinely mm-hmm. just Macbeth. You go in, you, what you expect is what you get, but it mm-hmm. is still entertaining. It is still very much, it, even if you're not like a super huge fan of Macbeth, like the text itself, I think it's worth a watch at least once just to know, hey, this is the, this is the style. This is something different. It's, a, yeah. you know, it's different pacing. It's a different, it's just something different. It, it genuinely yeah. and i really like that yeah. apple tv is embracing like kind of more different things sometimes and a24 i'm glad that a24 is sticking to this variety where they're doing hard but they're also doing contemporary but they're also embracing classics because i think they just that's literally a24 is the english majors distribution company <laughs> <laughs> like they're perfect I, I, I hate that it is but it sure is and yeah. every time they come that's out their brand classic, God, green knight Tragedy. <laughs> Last year back was to for back. us. <laughs> Let me just say, for MCU fans out there, mm-hmm. you need to always honor the classics because without the classics, you don't have your superhero films. Right. The anti-heroes and the heroes and everything that you enjoy watching now, you better be thinking Shakespeare at night when you caress your <laughs> Blu-ray 4K definition of whatever Iron Man movie you happen to love. So, Well, hey... This is my Iron Man movie, you know? I ha- <laughs> This is my Blu-ray. <laughs> if I have my Cairo time, I will put it out, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, yeah, I think it's, you know, once again, if you're not a super huge fan of Shakespeare, but you're a fan of Denzel Washington, definitely worth looking into. If you good. like, If you like the Coen brothers, I've never actually been that huge of a fan of the Coen brothers, but Joel Coen impressed me. Joel, Joel Cohen is like, okay, okay, I see you. I respect oh. you and I admire you. If because I did not care for do... Hail Caesar. Not... Hail Caesar was not great, but it no country really for all men. Anyone yeah. Anyone that can do anti-hero in terms of men, like fine men. But, you know, if you're going to do them, that's do what them right. do. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do the male gaze, do it right, man. <laughs> if we're already here, you might as well just do a good job. That's all. That's all we're asking. Give us, give us, you know, give us what we want to see. And if it's Denzel being the hot Macbeth of our generation, then there it is. That's how you. Oh, do it. you know, you know what makes really cements him as the hot Macbeth of our generation? The throne. Wow, spoilers, guys. You know, this is a super. <laughs> I'm, we're spoiling Shakespeare. Um, the throne room scene. <laughs> Little night flip, bruh. That was cinema. That was really that was like, like what was what was your favorite? Actually, you know, let's make this interesting. That was my favorite scene. I love that throne room scene. I love that fight scene. Maybe that's just the MCU fan of me, but I just thought it was just 
so elegant, but so engaging. It was just, it was good. It was just very good. I really liked how precise it was. What was y'all's favorite scene? I'll start with Josie. What was your favorite scene of the movie? Oh, um, my favorite scene was when he dies. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I just feel like the entire movie leads up to that for a reason. It is the grand climax of the plot, of the drama. And it is simply because the entire film is about this man who succumbs to his ambition, who is corrupted by his wants and his desires versus the needs of a people and of his duty and of his truth and morality. He allows ambition to corrupt him. And there is no better execution of demonstrating that than him freaking kneeling to get his crown in the middle of a fight Oof. and dying because of it. And I'm like, again, that is Shakespeare. She! <laughs> she! And the shot of it. I'm that just, was me. No, good. I'm not even joking. Here I am in the middle of New York Film Festival, my first New York Film Festival. <laughs> and I literally like go like this in the middle of a good shot. All the senior, like, all the, those senior citizen critics just around you just being like, I That's tap. not how you check your pulse. No. <laughs> Possibly. I was You're right. With a, I was literally with a friend and I like tapped their shoulder and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with my brother. I saw I saw Macbeth at a screen yeah. with my brother and I and I don't even remember. I think it was genuinely the beginning. Like the crows. Just with the crows. At the, literally at the very beginning I just go. Yeah. I was just like this is they really snapped. And it's just a bunch of birds. Well, they threw the birds out. They it's threw them out and they pleasing. Yeah, it's yeah. just a very visually pleasing movie. The production design is just so nice. It is one of those films that you look for artistic inspiration. <laughs> it's like walking through a museum exhibit. Quite mm. honestly. In the best your- way possible. <laughs> yeah, what was your favorite scene? Mariana. <laughs> oh, God. I just go back to Catherine Hunter. And the scene where Macbeth goes for the second, I call them readings, like as if she were, you know, a fortune teller, but she's really like, <laughs> she's, she's, she's a TikTok. She's, yeah, she's a TikTok tarot reader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what she is. And she's perched up all three versions of herself. And the room fills with water. And Macbeth has that moment knew, where he I tries. Where I he tries to grab say that it. one. It's just the trauma of it all. <laughs> the theatrics. Like, oh, this little boy is telling me that I'm about to be a giant flop and die. Like, all of this was for nothing. Like, now that's drag. <laughs> now that's that, drag. Denzel that is drag. drag for an hour <laughs> that, and a half. That's what this movie was. That was the reveal. <laughs> that was his reveal right there. Oh, that was good, though. Yeah, that, that for me, that scene that interaction everything because he still doesn't believe it even after he gets out of there he's like no no i'm still gonna you know like josie said the scene where he grabs his crown in the middle of a goddamn fight and he's like i'm holding on to this mm-hmm. and he still didn't listen and that didn't humble him the water flung, it it was just theatrics he was just clinging on to delusion and it was great <sighs> Like all of us, you know? <laughs> like all of us. Every day. Relatable Every day. content. That's why we, we feel for Macbeth. Oh, delusion? Yeah. Yeah, delusion <laughs> of your success and ambition. Yeah, it's okay. 
We get you. We get we it. Get you. We get it. We get it. We I too would kneel down for a crown in the middle of a fight. Not really. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If there's gemstones involved, I am on the floor. I don't care. <laughs> I am grabbing them. You are the not floor. losing that crown. Absolutely not. Not on my watch. Um, but yeah, I think, um, ooh, I though we all love Denzel Washington, and we know that um, Mariana, I, I, you know, stand out for you, Catherine Hunter, from what I'm, I'm hearing here. Um, Josie, well, who was a standout for you aside from Denzel? <clears throat> Corey Hawkins. Corey Hawkins. I really like Corey good. Hawkins. I was very happy when I saw him. I was like, is that Corey Hawkins? So I was very... <laughs> me. That's me with Reef Carney. <laughs> <laughs> I was very enthused for the rest of the film. Honestly. Yeah. I think, um, aside from Denzel, a good standout for me was, aside aside from Denzel, I really love Catherine Hunter. Um, Francis McDormand, I think. This was the year... That I just kind of finally got into these old actresses that have just been, like, m- making a monopoly at the Oscars for the past few years. I get it now. Like, I get it. Because <laughs> okay, I love I'd Nomadland. Have, but I'd rather have Frances McDormand keep that monopoly versus Nicole Kidman right now. But that's another video. And I will. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. The not. Not the no, not, not. We do not talk about that. No, I think... Frances McDormand, like, I feel the way that I f- used to feel about Olivia Coleman because I didn't care that much for Olivia Col- Like, I didn't get the hype, like, that Sacrage. much, like, up here. And then The Lost Daughter happened, and I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I get it now. She carries The Lost Daughter. Oh, my God, it daughter. took you that long? Yes, I have not seen The Favorite. Sue me. But Fleabag exists. She was not in Fleabag enough for me to be like, she deserves to win three Oscars three years in a row, you know? Like... <laughs> There's I the, saw her you in know, Broadchurch. <laughs> saw her in Broadchurch one scene, and I said, "Academy Award every single year that she's alive." I don't, I don't think I, I finished Broadchurch. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, you know what? I am a flop. I'm actually, I'm actually just um, a fake. I'm a fake film person. They need to revoke fake my credentials. Film flop. Fake film flop. And triple F. Um. Oh, I have a triple F rating. Alex Hazel as Ross, you know, the man with the, he's like, I don't know, he looks like he's in a Catholic church, but he's not. He's like everyone in the movie. Oh, that reminds me. I also really like, who who plays Banco? (laughs) Ah, yes. Bertie Carvel. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Not for, not necessarily for his acting, but, uh. No. (laughs) Yeah. I just think he's neat. <laughs> I just think he's neat. I just, think, nice. I just think he's neat. I also just have a bias because I played Banco and we recreated Macbeth for a class. So oh I just God. thought he, he was a good successor. <laughs> the English majors have entered the chat. <laughs> I feel like we've all had to partake in Shakespeare at one point. Uh, my partake in Shakespeare was <laughs> write an essay on Hamlet, and you know, and this is what really just took root in my not necessarily disdain, but perhaps indifference to Kenneth Branagh because I saw Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet <laughs> for high school, mm. and I was like, "You got Robin Williams." <laughs> 
that was that that was what I was feeling. But then again, I was sixteen, and I was like, "This is fine. It's okay." His Romeo and Juliet is good. I have not seen the his Romeo and Juliet, so I can't. You know mm. what? I talk shit, get hit. I, I've seen Romeo and Juliet. How's that? You, all right. R.I.P. R.I.P. William Shakespeare. You would have loved Romeo and Juliet. Romeo <laughs> and Juliet was honestly fire. He he probably would have liked it. He was very camp, according to a lot of biographies. So yeah, oh, he would have been like. he would have lived for it i think he would have lived a little bit i I love talking about shakespeare but like between women i think it's just we just make it fun yeah no offense to the guys out there we just make it fun my shakespeare classes were all women so we love to see it i mean hello the blueprint we we liked it we just like that fella we just, we just he's them. just neat. He sat so. down and he wrote his little things. And he, just his little tragedies, his little romances. <laughs> his little comedies. He was like, much ado, do, 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 do. And then he said, ship it off and publish it. <laughs> and here we are today. Okay, but okay, then next up, who is directing an adaptation of Midsummer Night's Dream? Because I want to see it. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Oh, what direct? I just, you think Cohen would just continue to just adapt adapt Shakespeare stories? I don't think so. This was a, something very specific that he did mention in the Q and A at New York Film Festival that it was just something. Just here for the like, vibes. Yeah, just Francis. It was something between them. Like Francis wanted to play Macbeth, oh. Lady Macbeth. Um, it just because they were gonna make it into a play, and then they were like, "No, we have to film this." So it was a whole process, but it was always supposed to be this play. It wasn't just a thing that was like, oh, let's do Shakespeare. It was like, Macbeth. it's definitely a, a, a passion project. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of weird to say passion project when it, it's like such well-established people in the industry. Hey, but genuinely. passion project. It's like um, yeah. Steven Spielberg one, who di- direct West Side Story. Like, okay. it is a passion project. It's this one thing that he was like, if I ever direct a musical, I want to do this. So that Life was more dreams. Long... Yeah. It's <laughs> that those projects me. that either hit or miss where directors are like, oh, I really need to do this. And we're like, no one asked you to do this. Yeah. But they're like, but we didn't ask Joel this. for this, but he delivered at and least. And he snapped. He snapped. He really snapped. Thank God. Thank God. Where, the, the, where <laughs> is my Joel Cohen and my Paul Thomas Anderson? I'll be their quirky wife that, you know, stars in their projects. From time to time, like, hey. Hey. And then they, <laughs> I'm here to act. You'll be their Stanley. <laughs> yes. I'll be like, hey. That's the fem- they think the female gaze is just a woman, like, standing in the corner, like, looking around. Like, literally gazing. <laughs> just gazing. I'm like, no, we need more ass here. And more frontal. Just like, ma'am, it's not in his contract. I'm like, I don't care. My husband, he's directing this. So, <laughs> Do you know my husband? Do you know a PTA? Okay. A PTA. <laughs> I've never heard of a PTA. A parent teacher association. teacher association. Oh, my God. Are you the president? <laughs> Are you the president of the PTA? Oh, God. I just, yeah, I just love that. You've heard the story of how he came up with Phantom Thread, right? That he was sick. No. Yeah, well, he was sick. Paul Thomas Anderson was sick. And Maya started treating him well. <laughs> like, she started taking care of him. And he's like, oh, my God, I love you so much. I have to write a movie about this. That's what it made. And- the, the sick sicko. 
that he's like he's gonna get himself purposely sick just so his wife doesn't like humble he him girl every day he girl bossed he girl bossed too high to the sun too close to the sun and maya said not on my watch not on my watch all right <laughs> okay so and real quick um before we wrap this up um because i feel like we've covered we've covered quite a bit we, we've had our antics here um even though the tragedy of Quebec did have a limited theatrical release um it was still in 2021, so we're still counting it as a 2021 movie. Um, where does it rank for you, just off the top of your head? A number two. Number two? Right That's after, pretty high. Yeah, right after The Power of the Dog for me. Oh. I, I just love Ambitious Men, I guess. And when they flop hard in the end, even better for me. Hey, flop. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, just love hum- you just love Ambitious Men being humbled. Yeah, I I think so. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, Phantom Thread is one of my favorites. The Power of the Dog, Macbeth. Yeah, there's a thread. There is a common thread here. There is. Yeah, if I see them flop. If I see them flop and be humbled, it's for me. Okay, that's your, that's Mariana Core right there. <laughs> Josie, where does it rank for you? It's my number four, right behind Shiva Baby. Come on, come on, and Tick Tick Boom. Tick Tick Boom's your number one. No. My number three. Oh. I went in order. (laughs) Okay. I went backwards with you right there. That's that sweet, (laughs) sweet ADHD. Yeah. um, The Tragedy of Macbeth is my number five, actually. I didn't think I didn't think it was going to crack my top ten. Quite honestly, my top ten was pretty, it's pretty stacked. Um, But yeah, it's right behind. um, Come on, come on. The French Dispatch. Lamb um tick tick boom and the tragedy of macbeth and you know what i just freaking realized (laughs) i used to be an a24 hater and now 2021 has me ranking used to be a what shut up (laughs) top five my top five has three a24 films how about that how about that my impact not Your impact. I think it's it's just A24 evolving for me. My friendship. <laughs> no, I mean it, it it could be that, but at the same time, you couldn't sell you couldn't pay me to watch like like Ari Aster as a director, quite honestly. I don't like I don't Ari Aster. I don't like Ari Aster. Those I and, and I d I didn't like Ex Machina. I didn't like I don't I don't like a, quite a few like A24 flicks. It's like in the last like two years where I'm like I'm fucking with A24 now. Like, A24 know was what just a bit much. what they're doing, what they want to do, and what, what appeals to them. Yeah. Because um, before, their whole it. thing was not committing to a specific thing. Yeah, they it's didn't really know niche. their brand at yeah. that point. That yeah. was the appeal of them. Yeah. And they still have that, but people know what they're getting at this point. Yeah, A24 is kind of bit, like, it's, hyper commercializing itself in terms of branding but it's still like you're still getting a good movie mm-hmm. most of the time like when you see a24 you can still you can it's a you know brand you can trust um you you, you can still bet <laughs> oh, bet your butt that you're at least gonna have a good time at an a24 movie because even with zola mm-hmm. so we loved zola up until the end zola was a five-star film mm-hmm. up until that ending but that was just us i don't know if you saw zola I have not seen Zola. I have not seen a lot of your top films because 
you know, the pandemic really said, yeah. you will not have an attention span. You will rewatch the same thing over and over again. That is we'll talk Lasso. about the same thing. <laughs> that is Ted Lasso. Again. Her name, Ted Lasso. <laughs> her name, Ted Lasso. Because that's me too. Wait. I can't <laughs> wait to get rid of her very soon. I need to put this to bed and I need to get my mind out of this stupid little honky show. So, yeah. Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? I got you. A- I got another honky show for you. <laughs> I have seen it and it's it's just <sighs> delicious. I love it's it. Delicious. It's become my Ted. It's that's my Ted Lasso. As much as I adore Ted Lasso, that's my Ted Lasso. Trust because me, it's just you'd rather so inf- be there. <sighs> what we do in the shadows is just so infinitely queer. It's delicious. I love it. I, I wish just I love that. Yeah. I wish I were just somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere with else. the mustache man. Just <laughs> The mustache man sounds like a sleep paralysis demon. Oh, I literally, I wake up at three in the morning and I see in the corner of my bedroom, I just see a man with a mustache and he goes, howdy y'all. And I'm like, get out of my bedroom. <laughs> I don't want to hear you. I don't want to see you. Biscuits with the boss. No, it's 3 a.m. I can't eat biscuits. It's a, it's a hate crime. I feel like this show is a hate crime. <laughs> It's not a hate crime, but you hate it. <laughs> Just the sharp pivot from season one to season two. I'm still reeling, you know? I'm still in This therapy. is a Mac- tragedy Macbeth review, y'all. I swear. <laughs> um, Ted Lasso is literally Macbeth, so I don't know what anyone's going to complain Look, about here. You know what? Look at that. Look at everything Macbeth has inspired, and yet we're, we're coming back to the originals, the classics, and the impact. Shakespeare, his impact. Look at that. Who would have thought? Who'd have thought? Oh, I did. <laughs> Mariana did. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't know what you're on about, but right. this is right, right, right. this right here is my Citizen Kane. Okay. This is the original Citizen Kane. <laughs> so <laughs> Y'all are I don't know on what else one. Y'all are on one. Did y'all have like mead at your parties, your college parties? <laughs> We no. told you we went to parties. <laughs> that no, was generous I of had, me. I apologize. I had I had English major parties. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> subscribe for part two. <laughs> Be sure to follow and subscribe. Um, our exclusive Patreon content is available down below. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do y'all care enough for us to have a Patreon? <laughs> Who wants more of this? Raise your. That's hand. a rhetorical question, but. I don't know. We have people who comment. I see the fans. Hi. Um, people do, do listen. They do watch. And I appreciate. And I know that I'm going to have a lot of really fun editing this episode. And there's going to be lots of really good reproduced memes. And I appreciate it. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for sitting down with us, Mariana. Thank you for continuing to sit down with me, Josie. A year, a year in <laughs> on this podcast. I appreciate the effort and the dedication and the memes. Um, all right. Where can they find you, Mariana? You can find me um, if you really want to uh, at Spicy Memory on Twitter. Um, Iviana had a fun time finding out what that meant. But uh, basically, it's when you have an intrusive, traumatic thought. People like to call it a spicy memory. It's not just yeah. a traumatic memory. It's spicy, you know? Extra hot. Well, Extra thank you hot. for having me. 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, hopefully we can have, you know, more of Mariana on this show. We can have more guests on the show and just kind of spice things up, but not in a spicy memory way, I hope. <laughs> just kind of rebrand that a little bit, at least with film talk. <laughs> Where can they find you, Josie? You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd, and you can follow Film Posers at Film Posers on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Basically everywhere. <laughs> and you can find Basically me. Everywhere. You can find me at Captain Melendez on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Um, I'm now more active on Letterboxd, so if you follow me on Letterboxd, you might see some just spicy takes because I do not care what I write in my letterbox reviews if I write anything at all so have fun with that you can see my list and judge them from afar anyways you can follow at full circle cinema on instagram you can follow us on twitter and facebook at full circle cine everything will be linked down below you can also read and 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 check out all of our news and reviews over on fullcirclecinema.com you can read mariana's written tragedy of macbeth review which is a fantastic piece also will be linked down below give her give her those spicy views um and just be sure to subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications we have a lot of fun contents planned for this year um we are actually the three of us um alongside another critic of ours uh jacob maltry we're gonna be covering the sundance film festival 2022 so be sure to not only Follow us on Full Circle. Um, follow all of us on Twitter. I'll link all of us down below, including Jacob Mautry, um, because we're going to be covering the festival, tweeting out reactions, and eventually doing like little interviews and, and reviews over on the channel. So be sure to stay tuned and leave us a comment down below what you thought of Macbeth. If you are interested in Shakespeare in general, in cinema, if you think that this was even necessary to do, um, let us know, respectfully, down in the comments. Say good, say good night, bye, guys. Or good night, or good morning, wherever, wh whenever and wherever you're listening to this. Bye. Good night. <laughs> bye. <Woo. laughs>